self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing. We are Conversation Con Artists. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I do not have the coronavirus, but I have a little cold. Okay. Also known as Calamity Red. All right, then. <laughs> we coming in here with no goddamn bullshit. <laughs> not in my house. And we are Conversation Con Artists, back for another wonderful, fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for me to answer on the show, or like for us to answer, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcallartists at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Call Artists, and send it to us that way. Do we have any letters this week? I don't think so. I don't think we had any. I didn't see any. Yeah, I don't think we have any letters. Y'all write us letters. Yeah, send us something. Anything. Don't care what it is. Whatever. Whatever. Um, Usually I would talk about my week, but I don't think anything really happened this week. I've been at my job for 90 days. What benefit does that bring? I can use my time now. I've been accumulating time, sick and vacation, but I couldn't use it because I had to be there 90 days. So now I can call in. What you get, like a day a week? Or a day of pay period or something? I think it's a day of pay period because I already got like a week from the three months I've been there. I just can't, can't been able to use it. So oh, I got you. That's good. So uh, and I mean I, that means that you know it's harder for them to fire me now. <laughs> okay. Because I survived the first three months. So uh, that was pretty much it. I did anything else happen this week? I've been doing the same shit for five years. Waking I, up, going to see clients in the community neighborhood, coming home, <laughs> playing the game or cooking some deliciousness and making some candles. <laughs> and that's it. Shit, I have been doing the same thing for five years. It was exactly five years. I t- you know, I don't really have bad days. I just have moments where I be like, well, damn. Yeah. Because that's about the most I, you know, I yes, you don't respond to things. Yes. I was at a school this week. You know, seeing kids like I do. And I left this school, and I go to get in my car, and I put the key in, I turn it, and my shit don't do nothing. It's dead, dead. <sighs> and it's 2 o'clock, and I'm parked in the car rider line. Oh, shit, nigga. Ooh. So, if you don't hang around elementary schools or have That's kids. That's a big deal. <laughs> being broke down in the, the car rider line? The car rider line is the line where all parents, every day, like clockwork, pull up. And the kids come out and get in the car in an organized manner. And they leave. Yeah, and they leave. But now, you holding it's, it's up the car line. right there. It's whew, some shit going there. <laughs> so the SRO, school resource officer, they had to get him to come out. And his police car was in between the car riders. And so he was having to direct them to go and move on up and come drive back around so that he can move his truck to come and jump me. But then one of the parents in the line was just like i'll do it and they and then he had to move all these cars and they jumped me off and my car cranked and then it went right back off after he started backing up and then i was like i need it again and so they brought it back up and then we cranked it again um it didn't go off and go back off until i put it in reverse to move Damn. you know so they pulled back up and was like look cut your lights off cut everything that's not necessary off then put it in reverse before we disconnect it and then 
just hold it. They disconnected it. We got and I put it in there driving. I got enough juice to get over to uh, Advanced Auto Parts, but I won't even call that a bad day. It was just a damn moment. Yeah. And it was less than an hour solution. The SRO helped me. And this is a dude that I've been avoiding saying hey to when I be at the school because he just. But now I gotta say hey you to him every time. Say hey he helped me. He saved your ass. And it's not like I wasn't saying hey to him for any particular reason. I mean, I just stick stick to myself, mind my business. <laughs> when my business is that of mine, I mind the shit out of it. I did have an experience with somebody that works where I work at now. And I have been told about this person. He this creepy ass dude who like the other people that work there don't really like being around him like other women. Cause he that kind of he just that creep dude that you just make you feel uncomfortable. So I'm walking to go do something to do my goddamn job, as it were. And he's coming from the opposite direction. And he stopped in the middle of the hallway and he was like, you can't get by until you smile. Now, I know that was supposed to make me smile, but you know me. So now I'm pissed and I give him the restiness of the bitches faces that I, and he was like, I mean, all you got to do is smile. And I was like, no. He was like, I ain't going to let you by. I said, you don't know, have no idea how this is going to go, but let me go ahead and help you out. <laughs> I'm not going to fucking smile, and I'm going to walk around you. So I walk around, and he's like, well, you ain't got to be mean. My nigga, <laughs> ain't you got a job to be fucking doing? He just creepy. This is the second time he said something to me. First time I came came in, I had stopped and got some food on the way. So I think I had got Zaxby's. I don't even remember what it was, but I had food in my hand. This nigga <laughs> looked at me and said, oh, that was so nice of you to bring that for Big Daddy. Who are you talking to? <laughs> what? Who? Like, and I'm at work, so I can't say what I want to say. I can't say what I would say if somebody said that to me on the street. Because <laughs> there was other people around, so I had to, like, I had to be like, Red, you at work. Even though he ain't acting like he at work, you need to act like you at work. Because you ain't been here 90 days. <laughs> so, you don't need to say what you, what you want to say. Because he's so creepy. People avoid him because he he just make you uncomfortable, and he this real tall, real big guy, and he just make you uncomfortable. Big Daddy. Oh no. Big Daddy. <laughs> I want you to remember that voice when no. you walk by him. I try to avoid him at all, but I could. Like I said, I was I, I was walking where I was walking to was my destination. I ain't had no. It wasn't no way to go uh, to avoid him. And all he had to do was just keep on fucking walking. But anytime, and I've seen him out before, if he sees a woman, he gonna go up to her and say something. He just, it's like he just has to. And I don't know if he just like throwing a bunch of lines out to see if one, but I ain't the one, two or the three, okay? I'm very stubborn. So you stopping me in the hallway talking about I can't get by unless I smile. Bitch, you, I will never smile at you. I just don't understand why he thinks that him stopping in the hall is worth my facial muscles having to be flexed. <laughs> like, I understand how simple it is. Yes. But why? My, this is how my regular ass face look. Why you want me to go outside of that for you? I, you've done nothing. No. You know, when a woman likes a man, the dude she's courting her husband, 
when she see him walking up, she smiles. She smiles. No effort. Nope. Nigga, you got to earn smiles. Can't just be telling women to smile out here. If you ain't done a goddamn thing for a woman to want to smile at you, nigga be ready for resting bitch faces and frowns. And I'm the queen of resting bitch face. First of all, I'm at work, and so I had, if I'm focused on a task, I don't see shit, okay? I really don't. I have tunnel vision. So if I'm thinking about what I'm about to do, I ain't even paying no attention to no shit. So I'm sure my face was just plain. But bitch, just walk on by. But he has to stop. I have not seen him walk by a woman in that hospital and not say nothing. He can't, he just like, it's like he can't help himself. And it usually be inappropriate shit. That was inappropriate. Sad Big Daddy was inappropriate. Why he got a job? I don't fucking know, but he creepy Somebody as fuck. Somebody family member. Is he slow or is he regular this dude seeming? He just a creepy ass dude. Who need to mind the business that pays him. And me smiling is not the business that pays you, bruh. Walk on. I, in I'm this not. context, that would be Hillcrest. <laughs> if he is indeed on the clock, Hillcrest <laughs> is the business that pays you. Not me. I yeah. don't pay you. So, uh, so Eric, I've been uh, having to avoid. And this is what I be trying to get men to understand about what it's like being a woman sometimes. I shouldn't even have to fucking deal with this. I shouldn't even, this shouldn't even be something that I have to be like, oh, here come this motherfucker. Let me go around. Because you just don't want to have to engage. That's what being a woman is like sometimes. Like, and everybody in the hospital knows. Like, everybody in the hospital knows, oh, here this nigga. Everybody avoids him because he makes everybody uncomfortable. He's a fucking weird, just creep-ass dude. Like, and I ain't the one. Like, I I really am not the one (laughs) at all. And if anybody is going to be anybody that he will stop speaking to, I'm going to make sure it's me. Because I'm going to be unpleasant as fuck. Stop talking to me. <laughs> he might look at that as a bigger challenge. I hope not, Jesus. I hope he just be like, she's such a bitch. Let me just leave her alone. Good. <laughs> Please do. I hope so, too. <laughs> Otherwise, that was strike two. The big daddy thing was one. Stopping me in the hall talking about you ain't going to let me buy. We'll strike two. We don't need a third strike. Just leave me the fuck alone, bro. Just stop. You don't want me to be red, okay? I'm in my professional, you know, in my professional mm-hmm. space. Don't make me be red because uh, we can do that. You're not going to like it. And I'm going to hurt your feelings because his body is gigantic and his head is like this. Actually, that was how everybody described me to him. They were like, when I first got there and they were, you know, I was like, oh, you know, how is everything and working with everybody? He was one of the first people I got warned about. And the, the way that they described him was like, he got an itty bitty head, but a gigantic body. Like when you see him, you're going to know it's him. And as soon as that first time I laid eyes on him, I was like, that's that nigga. Mm, mm, mm. He like probably six five but like a big old body but a meany little like big body like fat like uh yeah lavelle crawford or big perm yeah because it's his middle his middle part is really big and then his legs and his arms are not and then he got a little bit of head like grimace (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah like grimace (laughs) candy corn upside down jesus yeah, that's him. So that was exactly how he was described to me. It was like, it's the nigga with the little head. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, okay. 
Okay. And the first thing, he don't even know me. He still to this day don't know me or don't know my name. And what he said to me <laughs> was, oh, that was nice of you to bring that for Big Daddy. Bitch, you don't even know me, my nigga. Like, that's something you said to somebody you know when you joking and you got that kind of relationship and you go back and forth. That is not something you say to a total motherfucking stranger, sir. I don't even know you. Big Daddy. Don't sit your ass out somewhere like, nigga, bye. Nigga, bye. No. So, yeah, that happened this weekend work. And strike three. I hope I don't run into him. Just stop talking to me. Don't make me. I don't want to have to do it. You're going to make me do it, though. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Fuck him. Sick of him, man. And like I said, like, we literally, one of my coworkers was getting ready to go out and do an assessment. And she saw him standing out there. And she waited till he left. Like, people hate being around him. He makes you feel uncomfortable. He's just a creep. <laughs> and I was like, Maybe he a regular-ass dude, and he's like, I don't want none of these women fucking with me at work, so I'm going to be a creep at work. I don't think men think like that. I don't think men think of them being a creep and that being off-putting to women. He probably thinks he's very charming and funny, and... He probably, I don't think men think like that. You think like that, but we are, you're an anomaly. I do not think the average man thinks that if he's creepy, women will stay away from him because men don't think they're being creepy. They just think they're being, you know, smooth. <laughs> Them women be enabling that man. That's what they be doing. Well, he, they be like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. And then they let him buy. He let them buy. And then, it keep enabling his bullshit. I, I ain't no enabler. I stood there stone faces of motherfucker like, you gonna move and I'm not gonna smile. When he tell other women that thing about the food, they be like, ah, ha, 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 big daddy. Uh, and okay. then they keep going mm-hmm. and. I just kept on walking like I ain't even hit this motherfucker because you ain't talking to me. He be going home, get his fucking coat 45 tall and <laughs> be like, man, these bitches at work love me, bro. Hell yeah, man. You should hear him talking to me, man. They be calling me big daddy and everything, smiling at me all the time, man. Boy, this job is good, man. I like this job. Oh, man. What's I'm going to be the one that's going to break that. Cause. What's his role? Is he a janitor or? A tech. He's a. He a tech. See, these are the kind of niggas that be they be hiring to take care of these kids. Yep. It's a, a damn shame. <laughs> He's a fucking tech. Uh, whatever. <laughs> but I ain't the one. Like I said, I mean, that was strike two. And if he come up to me again and says some other inappropriate shit, I'm going to get him to fucking gather. Because I ain't going to be one of these people you're going to keep coming up to because I keep, mm-mm. no, get away from me. I don't even know you. Fuck out my face. You better colla- uh, collaborate with them other women and find out why the hell they deal with them. Shit, I, they might know of women that done disappeared after goddamn being mean well, to his ass. I think women in general, because you have men that respond so poorly, it's the same reason why women, instead of just saying, I'm not interested in you, or say, I got a boyfriend, or this or that, because you don't know how men are going to respond. And you have some men that are, fuck you, bitch, and just get all out of out of pocket and shit. So I think in general, women just don't be wanting to rock the boat because you, especially with a nigga you don't know, you just don't know. I feel more secure in rocking the boat because I'm at work. So if he act out of, if he get out of pocket, okay, you they gonna fire you. So do what you need to. <laughs> but like if I'm out, I don't 
No, because you don't know. Niggas is crazy. And they're going to be hiding in your back seat. Don't. While you ride home. Why would you say that? And don't. as soon as you get out Hillcrest <laughs> campus, he going to reach his hands up and get you. And they can't do nothing because it ain't on work work grounds no What's more. What's wrong with you? <laughs> don't put that in that universe. I'm just preparing you for that you know, crazy motherfucker. That big ass nigga ain't going to be able to be in the back of my seat and I not see him. See, he why, probably why can't you just say though. that? Why can't you just, you know... Reason out why that wouldn't happen. I just thought it through. <laughs> this nigga ain't going to be, he ain't sneaking nowhere. He's huge. He's not going to be able to sneak nowhere. You're going to see him. I'll be walking up to my car and be like, who the fuck in my car? Like, he can't even crouch down behind the seat. He's huge. <laughs> okay. It's not going to happen. I would see him and I would call security. Some motherfucker in my car. I wouldn't even go to the car. I'd just turn right on back around, walk right back on in the hospital. <laughs> And be like, this that crazy niggas in my car. Need y'all to go get him. And I'm pressing charges. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure am. It's a damn shame. It is a damn but this is what I again, men, if you do not know, or for those of you who don't understand, this is what it's like being a woman sometimes. It's just bullshit that you should have to deal with that you just be like, Can I I'm at work. Let me just work. <laughs> right. You literally gotta bother every woman that you see because why? Like, and you gotta say inappropriate shit like big calling yourself Big Daddy, nigga. Bye. That's why I'm glad I'm not a woman. <laughs> Cause I don't do women. Are, are there women that do shit like that to y'all? Like, is that a thing? Do we? Do y'all have women that are like that get out of pocket and just randomly yeah. big girls? <laughs> big girls, boy, they don't. Not every big girl is inappropriate, but if a girl is going to be inappropriate, it's going to be a big girl, you know? They don't get as much action, I guess, and so they got to go take it. And they be uh, overly aggressive with that shit. You know, the pretty girls, they don't, you know, they don't have to go after the dude's You know you feel get a lot of shit for that, because you're saying big girls can't be pretty. Or it sounds like that. <laughs> I don't want you, I don't want nobody coming for you. I'm not. I'm not drawing a parallel between big girls and pretty girls. I'm just saying pretty girls, girls who believe they pretty. Okay. This can be, can be big girls that believe they pretty. It yes. ain't about what I objectively consider pretty. It's like girls that believe they pretty. It's yeah. girls that believe they too pretty to be out here going after dudes. Yes. But, um, but I think big girl is so stigmatized that it becomes that yeah. over magnified version of whatever. Like Lizzo. Body positivity, yeah, but I think that she's overcompensating. She is, because it'd be too much. Sometimes. You know, like, she's overcompensating. So, Damn. like, I think big girls overcompensate in that area. And you could be a little girl that, you know, overcompensate. But, like, I think big girls are so stigmatized that, like, dude to take a butterface, it's a whole term for that shit. It is a whole A butterface. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a term for a girl that's Everything got good, ugly face. <laughs> and a body, you know, a dude would take that, you know. Or a dude would take a girl that don't have that much body if she looked decent. Yeah. You know, but, like, big girls are, like, stigmatized. Big dudes are stigmatized, too. But men ain't never been sought after because of their, you know, physical qualities. They've been sought after for their ability to provide. So it don't really matter what dudes look like. You know, sometimes it do. It do a lot, but (laughs) when it comes to, like, at the end of the day, um... I don't know. I was I want to I was finna say at the end of the day you see a whole bunch more uh dudes with women who 
The women look good, and you be like, how the hell did he get her? Yes. Versus you see a whole bunch of dude, you know, fine, light-skinned looking motherfuckers with a big uh, or or a questionable looking woman. Yes. You don't see that that much. No, you don't. You know? True. It's like... I just played you a video of Kev on stage talking about how people, when they see him with his wife, me like, how did he get her? She's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> yeah, Kev on stage when he he ain't shaved, it looked like he stopped being homeless about two months ago. <laughs> That's what he looked like. Like he got that beard that start curling up and shit. But he's funny, and he seems like he's a good dude. So like, I feel like she one met because they've been together like before he even got to the level of. Uh, notoriety that he has now because um, their kids are like teenagers but I think he's just a funny ass dude that like just before you know it you're like damn I like this nigga I don't even know when that shit happened <laughs> exactly <laughs> the fuck <laughs> see questionable looking dudes gotta have redeeming qualities yes women too questionable looking anybody gotta have redeeming qualities you know, if you're going to get somebody that's, you know, above your attraction level, <laughs> you got to have some redeeming qualities. You know, you know, it's not like a big girl can't get a, you know, smaller, decent looking dude. Yeah. But like she got to have decent qualities. I got to have decent qualities. Like it's like society don't look at me and be like I'm the go to, <laughs> you know, but if they end up being in front of me and I can showcase some of those qualities. You know, the only difficulty is I think that it's easier for women to accept those extra qualities in men yeah, than it is, is for men to accept those extra are so qualities much more in women. Visual, and I think that the visual appeal is is high up there for y'all. And so getting past that can be difficult for y'all sometimes, I think. Yeah. Because, like I said, like we are judged as men by the attractiveness of the women that we keep around us. Flavor Flav had like two, three seasons of women throwing themselves at Flavor Flav was rich. That's what I'm saying though. Like he looked like he was a burn victim. Like he looks like a raisin in the sun. But Rich brings another component to it. I mean, if Flavor Flav was broke, looking like he looked and slinging the meat right and charming and funny, like a woman, a woman would much easier yeah. accept him than they'll accept a uh, uh, than a man would accept a woman version of Flavor Flay. Like I imagine what a woman version I of Flavor Flay would look to. like. <laughs> it would be terrible. You know what kind of dude would date her? Who? The kind that would want money because she rich. <laughs> but that's I don't know. I don't. I don't but. I'm sure somebody it's somebody for everybody. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But it she is. have to be a certain level of freak. That make him be like, man, she don't look all that hot, but she make me feel good. <laughs> That's what they would have to do for him. <laughs> oh my god! That's but yeah, just my experience with the creeper. And like I said, he's on strike two. The next time I'm gonna get him together, and hopefully, since you made your ninety days now, yeah, since I done made my ninety days now, I'm gonna get him together. <laughs> Hopefully, it will not be in front of too many people because people respond really poorly when they get embarrassed. But maybe that's what he needs. Shit. The fuck out of my face. Go do this with these other bitches. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He's not going to be able to get in my car. I'm not worried about that. I'm telling you, you need to collaborate with these other women. They (laughs) they got a strategy that worked for them. It don't work, though. you, You might make him more creepy. 
You gonna make him go start talking to these women? Is something wrong with me? Get look, long as it ain't me. You gonna be making them uncomfortable? <laughs> Listen, all all I know is dealing with this creep dude is much better than having a whole team of angry black women at your ass. Gonna be mad at me for shit. All I did was try to keep him from bothering me. Y'all the ones that let him continue this kind of behavior. But clearly, there's a cultural difference between the new girl coming in and getting him together versus everybody else that's been enabling. They do it for a reason. You ain't the first one that don't want it to do something, but if nobody else has done something, then that means that it don't work, or they got a system that they... fucking value i don't know but a lot he maybe he just will leave me alone maybe these two 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 experiences with me has been enough for him to be like she's a bitch <laughs> maybe not i hope so we'll see though and i i hate you know i love my hair i dye my hair red because i enjoy it but it'd be sometimes when i just be like damn because people see me from far back and they know it's me. It's a lot harder to be inconspicuous when you got red, a red ass pro. Next time he see you when you're going to have to get them together, he's going to be like, I love when they play hard to get. Oh, my God. He's going to say, where your ring at? You got a man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How about you take this little head and big body for a spin? Ugh. No. Is he not attractive? Like, if he was skinny, no. if he lost weight, start working out, no. would he get the skin? No. Because some people just born with the face made for radio. He has a face made for radio. He's okay. not attractive. That means that he would have to work out, get swole to overcompensate for that lack of face. And even that. Some women that like, because I don't give a shit. You can be pudgy. I'm pudgy. We can be pudgy together. I'm not really one that... Actually, honestly, I'm gonna be honest right now. When I see swole niggas, all I think of is he gonna want me to go to the gym with him. I don't want to date him. Like that is a turn off <laughs> because I just feel like they they they're so into their bodies and how they look, and that's fine. You want to take care of yourself, that's cool. But I feel like they're gonna want to share that with the person that they're with, and I'm not interested in sharing that shit. So for me, when I see that, I be like, nah, he gonna be too much trouble. <laughs> So you need a regular looking dude. I need a regular looking dude. So you need like a, you need like a Hank Hill, but with a a, a light, uh, not light skin, almost dark skin no with ass. a fade. No, not a Hank Hill. A black Hank Hill would clearly have okay. ass, yeah. you know. But like just yeah. really no definition, just regular body. Yeah, little pudge maybe. Yeah, cause then he ain't gonna say shit about me being pudgy. <laughs> we gonna be pudgy together and be all right with it. You sound like me when I was looking for a doctor. <laughs> I found this doctor. He was fat. I was like, ain't no way he going to tell me about losing weight. Let me go talk to him. <laughs> and if he do tell me about losing weight, it'll just be so much easier to hear from him than some skinny, swole vegan doctor. And let me say, because I know that probably sounds like I like I just not enter it. If, if I was with somebody that was pudgy and they was like, you know what? I'm going to start going to the gym and, and Red, I want you to go with me. I feel like that would be different than somebody that's dedicated, that goes five days a week and and um what is it? He they um meal prep and all that. I feel like that nigga from the jump is gonna and I just uh, just like when you walk into the kitchen, he gonna be like, There's your green smoothie. <laughs> and it's just a green smoothie on the table and he done threw the coffee maker away. <laughs> That kind of shit, like, nah, bro. So I need a regular ass dude. I'm not really one. I don't really, again, 
I find and I I laugh because I'll be like on Bumble or one of the apps where you could swipe. And like I'm like I'm sure most women swipe right on this nigga because he got a nice physique. But all I see and all I hear is Red, let's go to the gym. Red, you gonna meal prep with me this week? Like I don't want to. I feel like they'll be too pushy about it. So somebody pudgy that just decide they want to maybe you know tone up. I'll go with you. I'll go with him. The nigga that's a gym rat. No, you good, bro. <laughs> I ain't the one for you. It's not gonna happen. I'm all right. I'm all right with what my body is. It's not, I, I I think it's because I've been, I had abs. I was teeny tiny because my metabolism was on crack. I've been that. I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. Or maybe that's what the difference is. Maybe. It ain't that I've never, I've, I've been like a size six, four. Like I've been there. And I had to let her know because she had this profile picture on her dating sites Cause I always scroll past her on oh, dating yeah. sites, and I look at her picture <laughs> and read the profile, and she always had this picture of her like with running a little iPod thing on her arm, yep. sweating like she was running. I'm like, your ass don't run. You I need to remove that photo. I used to run. I don't anymore. Yes. That shit would be misleading. I don't have it up there no more, and I ain't that size no more. So it really be misleading because I'm not. I ain't flat like that no more. So. I took it down just because I don't want nobody to be like, yeah, it looks a lot smaller in your picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all my pictures now are realistic to the size that I am. So you want to shut out the letter, do viral posts, or do viral posts and then shut out the letter? Shut out the letter. All right. Well, this is what happens when y'all don't send us letters. We ramble on about bullshit. So to help us not do that, please. <laughs> send us a letter comments about the show questions that you may have whatever it is you can send it to our gmail account which is conversation call artists at gmail.com you can find us on facebook conversation call artists and send it to us that way viral post viral post you talked about the coronavirus and you're not having it yes before you start popping that bubble wrap remember the air in it is from china <laughs> Motherfuckers gonna be popping that bubble wrap and getting coronavirus in this motherfucker. I have a story about the coronavirus actually for later, which so, is why I said that. But I am viral sure. infections and bacteria and shit can't survive in temperatures outside of the body. Is that right? No, because if not. that was the case, you you being around somebody that was sneezing and shit, you wouldn't get well. Sick. Viral infections, not bacterial infections. Viral infections need the body heat, right? Oh, no. Was it both of them? Well, I know like STDs and stuff can't survive yes. on the toilet and stuff. So what kind of, you know, people be scared about that. People be, people be like, Mm-mm, I ain't sitting on no toilet. I ain't going to get no leftover herpes. Shit don't work like that, man. Somebody informed me about uh, infections and stuff. Yeah, if y'all somebody, know about one it, of our medical brothers. Why sister. don't STDs survive? Like, why can't somebody get ass herpes from sitting on the toilet? It's like wrapping wrapping uh wrapping toilet paper around the toilet fifty times don't help nothing. We just well, I mean I it just, keep you from sitting on I squat. Something that another person sat on. Just hover. Mm-mm. Just hover above. That's good knee shit. Yeah. That's making the stallion knee shit. <laughs> I ain't got no making the stallion knees, but I can hover over the toilet. I can't do that if I wanted to. <laughs> we don't pee like y'all either, so yeah, when we pee, we can just stand up. So when I have to use the bathroom where I gotta sit on it, it's an emergency situation. <laughs> it's my internal be like, eh, 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 eh. 
Get your ass to the goddamn toilet now. That's not a fart. <laughs> this is an emergency. <laughs> if you try it, <laughs> let's see how embarrassed you're going to be today. Oh, my God. I don't play that shit. <laughs> I love when girls say, you probably couldn't handle me. Okay, Stephanie, I'm sure you lay on your back way better than anyone else. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think I feel like somebody who haven't had sex made this. Mm, no, there are, I mean, there are women that say that. But the implication here is that a woman don't exist that can do things that need to be handled. Well, he I think he what he's saying is that more often than not they not they Well, he talking. might be making a problematic assumption. Maybe. This is assumption that leave your ass two minutes in and embarrassed as hell. You better come prepared. You better do like, uh, what's the actor name? I don't like him, but he played in Zoolander. and. Oh, um, damn it. If you hadn't. There's something about Mary. <sighs> if you know that it might be somebody you can't handle, then you might need to roll one out an hour before it happened. Now, don't let it get on your hand and your lady use it as jail for her hair oh my god that was such a uh, that movie was so dumb <laughs> that was not that that won't happen don't don't let that happen but you He's know with me that i can't think of his name we got his don't got a z in it no you're thinking of zoolander <laughs> i know i am uh well i'll think of it as we keep going it'll pop up and i'm gonna randomly just say the shit okay <laughs> him <laughs> <laughs> But when you know that the person like there's things a woman can do that you can't handle. Yeah. Okay. I don't think he's saying that it's not it doesn't exist. I think he's saying and I think a lot of I cause <laughs> I think a lot of women do that will be like, Oh, you can't handle this or whatever. And I think that the more women that say that, out of the women that say that, it probably is a small percentage that follows through. <laughs> it's things it's things a woman that could do laying on her back that'll fuck you up too. Yeah. But I mean, I think he was just, I don't think he was speaking to, I think he was just saying in general that most of the people that say that don't back the shit up. That's what I got from it. No, that's not what I got from it. <laughs> I got from it that he don't believe that women do anything other than lay on their back when it comes to sex. That's what I think. So I think that he's not informed about all the ways. And so I don't think this is an experienced person in sex because in every position that exists, there's something a woman that could do that make you be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> every position <laughs> be about to end it for your ass <laughs> before it even got started. And if you ain't the kind of dude that can get a, a, a round two going, you can't even do nothing about it. <laughs> Getting that round two going is a struggle sometimes. But uh, when she hit you with that, we need to talk late, later. Text at the start of your shift, <laughs> bruh. That be the longest, saddest goddamn shift ever. She might be about to tell you, "I need you to start taking the trash out when it get to this level of fool." But you ain't no telling what you thinking. Oh Lord, she done had sex with another dude. Oh, she don't like me. Oh, she gonna tell me my meat too little. Oh, <laughs> you don't know what it is. You just taking orders with no passion. And I'm saying that because I worked in a restaurant. You just making burgers, just thinking about how your life gonna change. You gonna be single again and shit. Oh my God. That shit's devastating. <laughs> 
absolutely and utterly devastating. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Okay. You had to look it up? I did, because it was fucking with me. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to fuck with your brain. You're going to fuck with everybody else's brain, too. Well, everybody else, when I said it, said, saying, Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller, <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, I can't stand these motherfuckers. Can't hear us. Ben Stiller. Oh, they still don't know. Goddamn. <laughs> I'm glad it didn't. I'm glad you looked it up. Ben Stiller. Yes. <laughs> Valentine's Day is for pretty women only. You ugly hoes had Halloween. Wow. Yeah. Now and he probably ugly. I don't approve of the messages. I just post them. <laughs> okay. That's I'm not. Weird. Look. There is somebody for everybody. He probably unattractive. Why he's saying this? Shit. Of course. Only ugly dudes be saying shit like that. And they think they look good. It'd be like a Nigerian dude that's bald headed in the middle. <laughs> With a wife beater on up under a sweatshirt that's buttoned down just right there so you can see the wife beater. George Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. That shit. <laughs> I just don't get it. I understand they don't want to eat meat. No problem with that at all. Why do vegans want their food to look like meat and be flavored like meat? If they're against eating meat, they shouldn't even have a lookalike. I mean, <laughs> corn chicken style flavor. Oh, it tastes like chicken, but it isn't. To me, that's still not right. Eating the flavor of the chicken, even though it's not chicken. <laughs> These people, uh, the response said, for the same reason people use dildos. Look the same, feel the same, feels a whole, no hearts are broken in the process. I won't create that as a lateral, but that's their <laughs> response. I mean, that's an interesting response to that. Yeah. Um, but I think, well, the reason I think that meat alternatives look like meat is just because once you decide that you're not going to eat meat, if you had, because like you, the animal, whatever your reasoning is, if you done ate meat your whole life, it's hard to walk away from that shit. It's hard. So I think that's why it looks like meat and it tastes like meat because it, you know it's not meat, so your conscience is fine, but your stomach feels like, okay, we still doing this. <laughs> and you know, there is a psychological component to growing up in a society that eats meat because if somebody bought me some chicken and figured out how to make it look like corn i'd be like nah i don't i, don't, I ain't eating that no or if they gave me you know finely ground chicken that was made like grits <laughs> i don't want to eat that this is potted meat at this point it's like even us meat eaters would not accept meat in some ways that meat could be given to us. Yes. You know, if there was a meat ice cream, Ugh. I wouldn't eat that shit. Hell no. So it's like, I feel like the reason that we need our meat shaped a certain way is the reason why they need their meat shaped a certain way. And the ways that we eat a lot of stuff are conducive to how they shape. Like a vegan that want a hot dog going to need a sausage fucking shaped piece of vegetable. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that the part of it is psychological for our society. So I understand it. I don't agree <laughs> or like it, <laughs> but I understand it. But there's hope. You know, they got that. They got that um, impossible burger. Mm-hmm. My boss eats that a lot. She's not vegetarian or vegan. She just. I watched a documentary called The Game Changers. Mm-hmm. And it was just about like how life changes on a vegan diet. And man, there's so many different shits that having a vegan diet mess up. 
I mean, makes better. Mm-hmm. That meat seemed to mess up. I don't know, man. It was a dude who did a test on penis hardness and how long it's hard, like when you sleep. Because, you know, it's an automatic body response. So when you go to sleep, the penis will get hard every now and then, go back down and get hard. You know, but they ate a meat diet one day and a non-meat diet the other day and just did the results. And I was like, man, is, is, is it really impacting this much? Are we really not supposed to be out here eating meat? That just make me wonder why God made meat so delicious if God is real. You know, that give me another pause for the Bible. Like, that's just another form of torture. You know, why would he give us teeth that ain't supposed to chew meat because they ain't sharp and tear meat off of bones? But again, that for me, that argument doesn't wash because... It's the same. That's like saying that. Okay, so there there are apes that have learned to use tools to open nuts and crack nuts open. They use those tools. That's like saying, well, they shouldn't be able to eat the nuts if they can't get them open naturally. Like we have the sentience well, to develop ways of making meat where it, we're we're able to eat it. Like we don't we're not eat savagely eating it off the bone like a goddamn lion. But I don't think that's that means we're not meant to eat it. Well, what I'm saying. Is that there are creatures that are more finely cultivated to be able to do these things to eat it off the bone? You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. Even nuts. There are creatures that are cultivated to eat nuts, and gorillas ain't one. They just strong enough to use what strength they have to do it. Just or like smart enough to to use tools in order to access the thing that they want to eat, like we do with the meat. <laughs> like to me, that's like saying if you cannot naturally access it then i mean even in, within the animal kingdom they do that they figure out well, ways for me that goes back into the religion uh, a conversation about god okay <laughs> did god be like yeah i'm gonna make adam and eve like this they teeth like this because the garden of eden is a fucking garden ain't number of vegetables and fruits ain't no animals here so i'm gonna make them to eat this and then when he sent them down to earth after they fucked up he's like god damn they ate the apple man I thought they was going to be good. And then he sent them down there and then he was like, well, let me put some vegetables up. And then they saw, he saw him bust a chicken head <laughs> wide open and break the neck and then cut the motherfucker open and cook it. And they'd be like, well, goddamn, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I didn't even think they would be capable of this, but they are cooking my other creations and eating them shits. I didn't even think about this shit. I didn't. <laughs> you know, I wonder if our intelligence is something that's advanced beyond God's intention. <laughs> Listen, all I want y'all to do is be naked, walk around the garden, eat everything but this bush. It might be a snake wandering around here that talk. <laughs> you are not hallucinating. It's here. I can't find the motherfucker to get him out of here, but don't listen to him. He is full of lies and bullshit. He's going to tell you stuff that ain't true. Okay. <laughs> You know, so that's all I ask of you. That's all you got to do. Ain't no books. Ain't no learning. All of the knowledge is in them apples. (laughs) But I don't want you to eat that. (laughs) And the snake come up and be like, you know, y'all don't know much as God know if y'all eat them apples. You know that, right? (laughs) And Eve is like, I'm going to go get Adam because we ain't supposed to be talking to you. And Adam come over there like a man. Hey, you say we're going to be as smart as God, huh? And then that's bullshit. So I don't know. I'll get off ten- on a tangent. I don't know if God is goddamn intended for us to be where we at. 
I don't know because you have all these diseases, but we have doctors that again develop cures for things because otherwise we'd all be dead. <laughs> like, but but again, as we progress our intellect and the ability to like find solutions is what keeps the species. But going. again, the animals that eat meat raw have the teeth to eat meat raw. We can't eat meat raw. But I don't think that that means that we're not meant to eat meat raw. <laughs> Well, I don't I'm, think it's meant. That means saying, we're not meant to eat meat. But I don't. I don't think that still invalidates that our teeth is made for for vegetables. Just because we have found ways to cultivate how to eat meat in a way that we can chew it, don't mean that we're naturally made to chew it. You know, the animals that have teeth that are naturally made to chew it eat that shit off the bone. <laughs> they eat that shit off the bone, and you know what they don't eat? Fucking vegetables, berries, bushes. <laughs> there are omnivore animals that eat yeah there are but like the the animal that will eat a gazelle is not looking for berries <laughs> if they if there are no gazelles around they will die or they will eat their own little cubs but i wonder if you had a cub in captivity and you only fed it vegetables if it would survive if it was never introduced to meat if it never was introduced to that instinct of hunting because they teach their young to do this if it was never taught to do that would it survive off of vegetables it it depends on and I don't know the answer to this. It depends on what they body made out of. Like, do they have? I don't know. You know, an appendix for cows is what processes all that grass they eat. That's what it does. That's all the appendix does. Our appendix don't do shit. Exactly because we don't started eating meat for the goddamn last <laughs> two hundred years. Appendix for us don't do shit but burst and damn near kill us. Yes. Meaning that we have a whole ass organ in our body that ain't made for nothing but processing grasses and shit. That is not functioning no more. So that just another part of we supposed to be eating that shit. We've just found ways not to. But we do still eat like nobody. I nobody has a full meat diet. We still eat vegetables and shit. So I don't know why the appendix would. We eat vegetables and shit, but we're not dependent upon vegetables for our survival, like it would seem to be. But either way, I don't know. All I'm saying is, and and I I, I watched another documentary that was talking about if you look at what some of the traits that we have that aren't functional anymore if you look at them at other animals you you might be able to trace back and see why we have that and that's when they talked about the appendix the appendix we don't have it we only only thing you do is burst and damn near kill us right now i can see it if we completely stop eating vegetables and that eliminated it but we eat vegetables and meat we're omnivores we're not carnivores we're not tigers and, and bear well but we're not naturally carnivores we're not naturally we're carnivores. We're not carnivores at all. We're omnivores. We're omnivores. We're not naturally meat eaters. I mean, imagine how hard it was to actually eat meat back in the day. But I'm saying, why would that completely shut out the appendix, though? If you're still eating things that it, it would be used to process. Like, it's not like we completely stopped eating vegetables. It's not like the caveman was like, oh, fuck this shit. We got meat now. No vegetables. Like, we eat, you don't even have a meal without vegetables, without something else. Nobody the, just eats meat. The whole point of diet. having this conversation was if a lion cub didn't have meat, would they survive? Yes. So I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. If meat went away for us, we could survive off of trees and stuff, but our bodies would be processing it differently. We happen to have the organ that will allow all of them vegetables to be processed. But if you just give a, a lion cub vegetables, I don't know if they got something like an appendix that would uh, process all of that at the rate that they would need to survive. It might kill their ass somehow. I don't know. It's like 
It's like salt water. If you put a lobster in water that don't have salt in it, they will suffocate. <laughs> <laughs> they will die. Like at this point in ocean creatures' existence, iodine is a very big part <laughs> of their existence. Like they have to have salt. You know what I'm saying? Like I wonder. I need to look that up because I feel like somebody somewhere has had that same question, especially if they're people who want to make an argument for vegetarian vegan diets. I bet it's been done. Like, if you finna boil a lobster, all you gotta do is put it in the water for a little bit without salt. He gonna die anyway. <laughs> but, you know, when a lobster dies naturally, they release this enzyme inside that fuck up all the meat. Yeah. That's why you gotta kill them. That's why you gotta, that's why you gotta chop, you gotta stick a knife right in the center of them. <sighs> if a lobster, like, if a, and if a lobster die in a tank full of lobsters, then it impact the whole tank. Like, you got to remove it in a certain amount of time or you can't eat any of them lobsters, even the ones that's alive. Damn. I used to work at Red Lobster. They used to make us have means and talk about this shit. <laughs> How long does it take for a lobster to become one pound? Four fucking years. I'm mad that you still remember this. If you eat a 10-pound <laughs> lobster, which exists, that's a 40-year-old-ass lobster. Damn. I'm wrong on that. It's more years than that. I, th- I want to say it takes like a certain long amount of years to get to one pound. And then after that, it's four years for each additional pound. I can't remember. I don't work there no more. I ain't got to do that shit like that. <laughs> Fucking free man. <laughs> but anyway, off on a tangent. We do need, I mean, it'd be helpful to find out like what creatures could survive if you absolutely change their diet. I'm going to find out because now I'm curious. You know, we just happen to be able to process a lot of different shit. But maybe that's us not processing the shit, which is what that documentary was talking about. We're not processing the meat properly. It's fucking up our cholesterol. It's fucking up our meat hardness. It's fucking up everything going on with us. We don't have no energy because we made to be eating vegetables, but we eat something that our body ain't even processing right. That could be, I don't know. It was an informative documentary. Okay. Fuck Hooters. We need a black-owned restaurant called Cakes or Yams with all big booty black girls swinging so much ass they knocking over drinks and niggas ain't even mad. No. You want to go to Hams with us? No, we're not going to Hams. I mean, Yams, yams or Cakes. Whatever. Why not? Because I just feel like... You've been to Hooters with us. I have, but Hooters... I feel like if you if somebody created that restaurant, it would just be terrible <laughs> like being in there like the behavior of the niggas that were in, i just feel like it'll be like being in a room with a bunch of gorillas let <laughs> 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 hey, me get something to drink <laughs> like like i feel like it would be so fucking terrible i hate that about men i hate it like i don't think it would. it's uh, like it's one like for me i can definitely acknowledge a woman with a fantastic figure i can acknowledge it and i look at it and i'll be like hmm, nice and then i go on about my day but men get completely deep they deconstructed by that shit yeah they forget they in a relationship they forget <laughs> they married they forget they got an std they forget that they ain't got good social skills they forget everything yeah they yeah. just be like oh my god this is she's bad yeah she Ooh, we. <laughs> and then when she out of sight, be like, mm, I have a wife. I have a woman. Yeah. Why am I thinking like this? So imagine the bad decisions that would be made in yams. I wouldn't go with y'all to that shit. I wouldn't even want a seat. Mm-mm. 
I, y'all, every time y'all went to yams, I'd be like, I see y'all later. But I don't go, go for the yams. I go for the wings. <laughs> okay. I'll catch y'all on another wing spot. I just wouldn't go with y'all mm. to yams. I would tell y'all not to go to yams. I just wouldn't go to yams with y'all. <laughs> but you went with us to Homewood Hooters. Hooters. Because That's the Black Hooters. They had ass in there. Yeah. But it's it's in the midst of the white girls, too. It ain't. I'm saying if you, I feel like not that, that one. Not, not that, that one. one. I feel like that's like going to, uh, what is it, Magic City, <laughs> or like I feel like it would be like going to Magic City. That's where yams would become to a strip club. Yes, and I don't want to be there. So I will see catch y'all on the next trip. <laughs> I'm gonna stay at the house. With they the have dog. twerk tips. They have twerking. Probably have a twerk contest. Amateur. It'll just be no, too just much. twerk tips at the end of your meal when you get your tab. <laughs> you do a little little clap action and they give you a little extra tip. I don't want to be there for that. I'm going to let y'all have that. <laughs> I, don't, you know, I don't like strip clubs. I just feel like they twerking disease in your face. <laughs> like, would you let the woman with, like, men, would you let the woman with the baddest body that you done ever came into Make it clap in your face with sweat popping all over you if you knew she had syphilis. <laughs> I hope the answer is no. <laughs> but I can't be certain. Oh, all right. Jesus. Nothing beats my ex asking me for my half of the light bill that was $150.50. Gave him $75. He asked if I had the quarter. <laughs> Response. He asked for half, not ninety, not forty nine point eighty three percent. And the last person said, "I'm mad." It's exactly that percentage. <laughs> Calculated it down to the T. Damn. <laughs> this the same girl, Eartha Clit. I, I mentioned her last time. Yes, she had one. Well, I don't remember what she said. I don't remember either. But all right. After rewatching the game, I realized the 49ers collapsed in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl because after she goes to bed, take her credit card and use it to buy the new Jordans. Foot Locker now gives you the option to rename your purchase, file it under Fenty. Good luck, King. So clearly the first part of this post was so women would quit looking so that he could tell them to take her credit card and put it under Fenty. And that way she won't even know that it was some Jordans that was purchased. I hope this ain't common knowledge because I'm throwing the game off, but you know. Wow. Don't steal your woman's credit card, okay? No, don't be the nigga that would steal your credit card. Well, you know, nobody knew that this credit card was going to get stolen until it did. I feel like, no, because, okay, so there is a YouTuber that I hate watch. And the reason I say I hate watch her is because it's just a big ass train wreck her life. And I don't even know why she, like, records this, but she used to be gay. Now she claims she was never gay, even though she was in a whole ass relationship with a, a girl for, and it was on YouTube with it. She done deleted all the videos of her and the girl like it didn't happen. Got with this raggedy nigga that does not work. She makes pretty good because she has a pretty, um, she has a pretty popular YouTube channel. Had a set of twins with him. She real small and everybody thinks that she did, wasn't eating enough and had them early. But anyway, now she pregnant again. The twins just turned to yellow. Now she pregnant again with a baby because she wanted to give him a son. He wanted a son. The first, the twins was a girl, were girls. This new baby is a girl. But I say all that to say, this nigga the most raggedy nigga 
<laughs> he doesn't work. He doesn't really want to be there with her or them kids. Yes, she buys stuff. They just had an anniversary. And he, she showed him on video begging her for her card to go in to buy some kind of expensive-ass shoes that he wanted. So, like, sometimes you do know if you were the nigga that'll steal your credit card. Like, sometimes you know he that nigga. Has she told a story on the podcast about or the YouTube about him stealing a credit card from her? No, but I'm sure he has. Uh, he was asking in the example that you gave. He was asking, but he also... So <laughs> you have no evidence to your claim that he steals her yes. credit card. It she told him no, and she didn't give him the card. And <laughs> he went on about how what did he say? He I'm sure stole her card later. She not but she not so she's the kind of she we would never know. She would never tell us because she wants everybody to believe she has this fairy tale life so he could have been and stole her credit card numerous times she would never admit to but him. you don't have the evidence to support that I he done stole anybody credit card circumstantial evidence <laughs> from those blogs to say he probably steals her credit card no i can't let you have that i have circumstantial evidence no you don't you can have a whole you can lock somebody all up was it enough circumstantial you just have assumptions. No. That's all that is. That because you have You assume him. because he dusty that he done <laughs> stole her credit card before. That's you it need more than it's a lot of dusty niggas that ain't thieves. He listen, are you cause you haven't seen him. It's cause you haven't seen him. No. I don't care if I seen him or not. You gonna if you saw him. If she ain't told a story about her credit card getting stole by him. I'm surprised she left that shit in there about him begging for her car. Because everybody why why are you filling in the gaps with the bullshit you want to be true though? What you mean? You want him to be a credit card thief. (laughs) He's stolen from Walmart and got banned from Walmart. That's not me making that up. That happened. He had a hit and run at um, Dunkin' Donuts because it's a whole little. Uh, okay, so he's grimy. He's grimy. He's a goon. Yeah, but this his bread and butter. She done without stealing his without stealing her credit card. He probably get what he want up until this point. But I think I don't think they have. So her, she thought having the babies and all of this was gonna up her views. The views are kind of low. So now the general consensus of everybody in the comments is that they struggling because they were in a house. Now they in back in an apartment. Like it, they, it seems like shit's not going well. So now, even if she wanted to splurge on him like she was doing before, she can't if she want them to be able to survive. He the kind of nigga that don't give a shit about that though, because he know they ain't got no money. He's still talking about getting it, and it's her fault because when they got together. She was buying him all kind of Gucci. Like, he turned 25. She bought him 25 designer gifts. Like, dumb shit. She started this. And now he expects her to continue to keep him in the lifestyle he's become accustomed to. Okay, he is a garbage manipulator and takes advantage of her and her money. But he ain't stole her car. He ain't had to. But I feel like we... we, (laughs) You feel like he got... Car stealing potential. I feel like I have enough such circumstantial evidence that I could lock him up if you this a, was a case. You a Tyler Perry lawyer. No, I'm not. Yes, you <laughs> is. In this situation, you're as a Tyler Perry lawyer. Not. You I have watched tons of video. If you this was is, in front of a judge talking about something, he robbed Walmart once he stole out of Walmart one time and 
She bought him 25 designer gifts, and he dusty, and he always be trying to take from her. The judge is not going to say, well, he definitely stole that credit card. That no, ain't going to how that happen. It isn't going to, but I have, when I give him all of this video evidence, the things that he's been doing to show the character of who he is, your character assassination will get you a long way in a court case. Again, you know I watch a lot of these channel. People didn't got locked up for less. That's well, all I'm saying. Well, that means you can get him locked up without concrete evidence of him having stolen a credit card. Circumstantial evidence is not concrete evidence. That's a broken system. That's the matter of, that's what the, the basis of circumstantial evidence is. That means it's circumstantial. It's, it needs broken. circumstances. This could potentially have happened. Uh -uh. This ain't minority report. <laughs> Next. Um. It's a girl or a woman with a shirt on that says, this girl wants an abortion-free, you look like USA is what the rest of the shirt say. <sighs> she said, I talked the mom out of abortion in February. Her baby is six months old now and was just removed from her family's custody by DCS. Unfortunately, it was probably a justified removal. But this family put me down as next preferred placement for this baby. Dude, me? No, 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 no. I do way too much for this work already. A six-month-old would break me, destroy my marriage and physical health. Mm -mm. I just can't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because you wanted the baby to be here. So what you mean? They can't take care of this baby that you felt like should be here. And so they put you down as the person to get the baby because you were so felt so strongly about this person who obviously did not have the capabilities of being a mother to give birth to this baby. I don't see the problem. That's what happens. But this is what this is my issue with people that are pro-life. They are not pro-life. They are pro-birth. They don't give a fuck what happens after these kids get here. They don't care about these kids growing up in poverty. They don't care about these kids being brought into circumstances that are going to keep them from ever being able to be successful in life. They don't care nothing about that. You're not pro-life. Pro-life means that you give a fuck about the life of this child and the quality of life. You care about this child being born. Once they get here, you don't give a fuck. They're here now. And you did your duty. You felt like you did your duty when you convinced her to have this baby. Now you don't want to do nothing. <laughs> you don't want to be bothered now. That's not pro-life. That's pro-birth. Get it right. Say you pro-birth. Don't be out here talking about you pro-life. You're not pro-life if you don't give a fuck about what happens when the baby gets here. Because that's the big part. You know, getting them here is oh, cool, but feeding them and, and raising them and, and giving them opportunities to become productive citizens, that's the major part. More so than the birth. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I'm going to let you have that one. <laughs> this was made by Shad Moss, oh, who God. you all know as Lil Bow Wow, or just Bow Wow, I guess, oh, these days. It's already going to be bad. I'm tired of these old niggas trying to stay current by jumping on whatever is hot just to stay afloat. Real talk. It's too much ass kissing in hip hop. What do you know about what's going on in hip hop? <laughs> Shad goddamn Moss. You don't know shit, okay? Bow Wow, you ain't been a rapper in a long ass time. What the hell do you know about what's going on in the rap world? Nothing, okay? Oh, he mad. Shad, go rebrand yourself. Maybe you need to get on whatever's hot. That old shit ain't working for you. I assume you made this tweet because Fresh you aren't willing is. to do no new shit. You know, just stop. 
Don't get on an airplane and pretend like you're on a private jet. <laughs> you in fucking coach. <laughs> don't do that, man. You the problem. You the problem. You are faking the funk. You ain't got the life you want, and so you showing people the life that you wish you had. And that shit ain't working. And now you calling out people from stuff you don't got nothing to know what's going on. How can you possibly know what's going on from your basement? That gotta be where he at. He gotta be in the basement somewhere. I hope it's his. I hope it ain't his mamas or his uncles. You know. And I'm gonna let you have that one. <laughs> I wonder how much money they get paid from royalties and shit. He probably getting paid enough money to survive forever off it. Now Jermaine Dupree probably robbed that boy. But and his mama. Royalty. How often do you hear Bow Wow's music? In order for you to get played off a of royalty, the music still has to be being used. I don't know how royalties work. I, I know royalties for acting work where, like, if USA play your movie for 30 years, yeah. you're going to get a check in the mail. But that's what I'm saying. But what if Bow Wow's music is in that movie, too? Yeah. But then, when is the last time you heard about Bow Wow's I don't know. People be getting royalties for a long time for stuff. Like, they still get Friday royalty checks. Because Friday is still a popular, like, people still watch Friday. Friday is the. But imagine how many movies Fresh as I Mills was in and other Bow Wow songs was in that he might be getting. He could be getting a little checky check. Man. Movies that he played in that what he movie? wasn't the main character, but T.I. wrote. No, T.I. That, Roll, was, that Ball, was ATL. Roll Bounce. You think oh, Bow Wow wasn't in that movie. No, Bow Wow was Bow in Roll Bounce. Roll Bounce. Oh, which was, don't nobody even fucking watch. He was in Great Value Skate movies. <laughs> ATL was the name brand and Roll Bounce was the great value. So he wasn't even in the popular one. So I don't know. Maybe we get some royalties, but it ain't a lot. I don't ever hear no Bow Wow song. Like, even when I, I listen to, like, you know, early 2000s music, 90s, I never, like, when I had Serious XM, a Bow Wow song never fucking played. The whole, and they played the same music all the time. Well, his net worth is $2.5 million. And. 2017 it was 1.5 million how'd it go up they say most of his work comes from selling albums and mixtapes what what albums i don't know right. i don't know you know i don't know right. if shad moss don't pop up in spotify no i never know because i ain't putting by wow in nothing i don't even want that shit in my search history <laughs> that's why i put shad moss network the nigga ain't buy wow to me no more <laughs> this is shad moss <laughs> Nothing to add. It say 2020, he's back down to 1.5. I don't think he was ever up, but whatever. I'm sure he was. Oh, he been on them little shows, though. He was on Growing Up Hip Hop. That's probably what oh. he was on now. Forgot about that. He been on Growing Up Hip Hop. Last one. This tweet is from a dude named Broke Nigga Advocate. <sighs> Meeting a woman right after she ended her whole phase is annoying. I want my dick sucked like the nigga you met before me. <laughs> What's your thoughts? I don't have any. Yes, you do. I have none. You have made a whole fucking gesture. <laughs> and you got no thoughts. I have no thoughts. Yeah, poor you. You poor know, this you. Is the same. This is the same thing as when a girl come from an ain't shit nigga to a nice guy. <laughs> well, like, clearly he was, he was beating it up. But now she's tired of that life, so she go find her a nice guy. And, you know, he probably still beating it up while she talking to the nice guy. 
and then but she would never do nothing with the nice guy because of the dude that was beating it up. That's how it happens. That's how it works. Yeah, but you can't be mad that somebody got their life together and say, You should still be in your whole phase. I want my dicks. <laughs> Sounds terrible, man. She got her life together. She can't be a hoe forever. I didn't well, mean for that that's, that's the assumption that she is not a hoe anymore. She might still be a hoe. She might just still be on a pit stop with you until she go suck some more meats. After you, I have nothing. These to nice guys ain't gonna cut it for me. So uh, he don't sound like no nice guy saying that shit. Well, yes, he, he do. Does he? Yes, he do. Because clearly he's willing to accept it. <laughs> he just don't like it. He said it's annoying when they go into their whole phase. He just want his dick suck like everybody else. He didn't say I don't fool with girls that after that. You know? I don't know. Who knows? Except for him. But go for it. What you got? So, since we talked about coronavirus... <laughs> The Chinese doctor who broke the news of the coronavirus has reportedly died from the illness. Yep. Oh, my God. What you know about that? It's terrible and ironic that he discovered this shit or discovered that it was... I don't think he discovered coronavirus. I think he discovered that there was a potential epidemic happening. And because he was doing work around the coronavirus in order for him to find this type of shit out, he got it and died from it. That's why I wouldn't be one of those people that work around diseases trying to find cures because I don't want to catch the shit on the way to a cure. You know, you know what kind of country China is, right? As far as... Like, Shogun will probably have more insight on this, but like, it's more conspiracy-based because... China would be angry that a doctor there communicated to the world that this virus was discovered. And oh, so, so you think, they think somebody killed him? Yeah, they think that he had didn't have that much time here because he, you know, that got the just like the first uh, viral poster we read about the air and the bubble wraps. Yeah. Like, China don't like that kind of shit. <laughs> China don't <laughs> like for things that may impact their economy to come from their citizens and go out to the world. So they try to control rhetoric. It ain't like North Korea, because North Korea, they, they don't even got the internet. <laughs> you know, like they got this, uh, I guess they got this state issue internet yep. where you, it ain't number like five websites. I love NorthKorea.com, <laughs> NorthKoreaisGreat.com, learn more about the greatness of NorthKorea.com, NorthKoreaisTheShit.com, and North Korea, just NorthKorea.com. That's the only websites they got. So you go to them and there's a bunch of different ways you can click on links that tell you how great your leader is and how horrible America is and how whoever their allies is is good. I don't know if they got allies or not. Or I mean, China. But And China ain't that deep on the shit, but China will fuck you up if you're doing stuff that might fuck up their they, they economy and their system. But they don't care oh, the system because they don't give a shit about the Like, they have days over there where people have to walk around with masks outside because it's so much smog and so it's much so many people and it's so many motherfucking people so it's not surprising that an epidemic or a virus is spread and it came from china it's only it's a million motherfuckers per square mile in fucking china like not surprising what do y'all you need to be concerned about your overpopulation if you're gonna be concerned about shit like viruses getting out, being blamed on y'all. 
That's the. I mean, if a whole new disease came out in America, American government would put that shit, shut that shit down. And if that shit ended up over in another country, America gonna say that it didn't originate here. <laughs> they'll send that sick motherfucker to the Philippines or something. They'll send people all over. They'll send. They'll make ten motherfuckers sick on person purpose and send them to ten different countries. Tell them to cough on people when they walk by. So you do you think the people in China killed him because he made them look bad? I don't know enough about the case to say conclusively that that's the case, but I'm just saying that's what they're saying. I mean, that's it's a, a contagious ass. If he working with that and wasn't careful, I could see him catching it and dying from it. Because it's like the fucking flu. It ain't even nothing. You treat the symptoms. You you don't ain't no cure for it. So if he but working... How, it, it, it's questionable as to how the first person that got it didn't die. But a whole ass doctor that got it after the first person got it died. But the first person who got it still alive? That don't make sense to me. Like, is well, it a time released? Like, is, is it a certain amount of time that you got to do? Or was this doctor just have a weak ass? Did he have a weak ass immune system? But maybe that person, when they got sick, went to the hospital, stayed in the hospital. Maybe he just kept working. <laughs> that nigga's a doctor, man. When he had symptoms, I'm pretty sure they would have did something. So. I doubt it. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I know that China's crazy. America crazy too. It ain't like we ain't doing no stupid ass shit like that out here. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's been a bunch of cases of it here too. I have to do a screening for it at work now. Have to ask people who they've been around and shit. <laughs> we got a flu epidemic. It's been schools, whole schools, been closed down here in Alabama because of the flu. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so we, that's been happening. We got that shit going on. Um, so last week we talked about Kobe, and we're not gonna be able to stop talking about Kobe apparently. So Gail King, which is a journalist, and Oprah's best friend, Oprah's best friend. I wonder what perks come along with being Oprah's best friend. I wonder what she done bought Gail. Plutonium. Like if you got them outright, just say both. If they've been that close to plutonium, they'll both be dead. <laughs> goddamn, they'll be bald headed, eyebrows gone, and everything. That's the most outrageous thing I can think of. I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying if you had, if you had an unlimited amount of money, you can buy anything. What would you do for your friends? Depends on the friend. I don't think you have a sweeping. I mean, it depends on what Gail kind of shit Gail. Like, I couldn't. I don't even know if I could do the same thing for all of you niggas. I feel like I would need to do something different for all of y'all. What like, would you do for me? What would I do for you? Mm, something food related. Not like you eating food, but like you, like I don't know. Flying you out somewhere to learn how to make something that you enjoy eating that you may not know how to eat from people, the natives, or some shit like that. Mm, something like that. too small. How is that too small? You got an unlimited amount of fucking money. Just tap that search chip below. What's your phone doing? Google, ain't nobody... Google heard you say the natives are some shit like that. Oh, no, me say the natives are some shit like that. Something like that. And it's... I don't know what Google doing. Okay, her phone just spoke out of turn. <laughs> You're thinking too small, ma'am. I ain't got no money. I think I'm thinking like a bitch with no money. I don't know what I, I would need do if you, I had I need unlimited. you to think about a person with money. I can't money, think like money. that. I'm broke. 
don't know. Man. If I, I had Oprah level money, I'm going to have a grace period where I'm going to ball out with my friends and the people I know. After that, I'm going to a nigga that's frugal. Like, it's, it's dead now. <laughs> I've done everything for everybody. If you ain't get enough from me, suck my nuts at this point. Okay? But, I mean, I everybody getting houses built. Everybody getting cars. I mean, we designing. We getting a studio. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody quitting their job. Like, my friends' friends, everybody quitting their job. We finna create new professions for everybody. We gotta get you rich then. <laughs> I'm, I'm, look, we gonna make money, make money. We gonna get in a studio. And I don't care if it's a podcast studio, a music studio, if niggas wanna rap, a writing studio, a video game studio. <laughs> Like, this is going to cater to all the people around me. We making studio on studio on studio, and we finna get in here, and we finna create content, and it's either going to work or it's not going to work. I know what you could get from Rockman. That's the right studio and a video game studio. Yep. That's what's happening. What resources do you need? What resources do you need? Do How much camera equipment do we need to record oh, videos yeah. to become YouTubers? Yeah. To get out here and do con create content. Yeah. You know? What we got to do to get this uh, radio station off the ground, make it something bigger than it is? Oh, Cole Jackson could do that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. How how we do that? What do we make that? Do we need an anime studio? I don't know what Leroy Ketchum would need. Anime, I, I don't think he's into create sports. anime. But you got to get him a sports team. Anime, sports, shit. broadcast, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the people team. in my circle, if that shit would ever happen, like, we all got to come up together, period. You know? And, you know, if I move from here, if I move from here, um, y'all just no longer in my circle now. It's going to be my new niggas wherever I go. Oh, so, sorry about that. <laughs> that's just what it is. That's just what it is. Like, that's how, that's what happened. Like, all my niggas from AUM going to come up talking about some, hey, what's up, man? We was cool. Y'all ain't my friends now. I mean, we cool. We acquaintances, but y'all ain't my friends now. My friends now are the one. Like, if you move away to California and you got you a whole bunch of friends and y'all, you know, that's your new group, I don't expect you to come down here and do what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, your new friends' dreams is what you're going to adhere to. I can't even imagine making new friends at this age. Because the me and you have been friends forever, and the only reason I'm friends with these other niggas is because you happen to get your cable done. <laughs> <laughs> your internet just, yeah like this is all circumstance it was hard to become your friend yeah <laughs> <laughs> mean ass so fucking mean i sent her message on black planet one time before i even knew who she was did i respond no no response <laughs> no response and then i saw you on working on the campus and i was like i didn't rec recognize you as the girl i sent the message on black planet uh, though but you was mean when i went in there and it was another mean ass lady that worked in there. I don't remember her name. Miss Hargrove. Yes, I couldn't stand Miss Hargrove. She was mean as hell. She was. And you was mean. I wasn't mean. I have a mean face. The only thing that bonded us was that we moved into the same apartment complex. And we played video games. And we met in the laundry room. We did. And she the one that spoke. I did. She was like, "You go to AUM, don't you? you used to live on campus." Yeah. From there. We became friends. I'm not, I wasn't mean then. 
I'm just saying that shit wasn't easy still. You had to catch me on a good day. You got to catch on a good day at the right time with nobody watching. You got to have something very particular connecting you to that she happens to know about that she can bring up at that very specific moment that y'all meet each other. Well, I don't make a lot of friends. Exactly. That's the problem. You got you make friends with motherfuckers with red hair probably easy. Other motherfuckers with red hair, that's probably how y'all will talk. Yeah, I would be uh, would be the way in. Yeah, yeah. But I'm a, I feel awkward when I talk to people. So if I if I don't have something that I feel like I could call, already talk to you about, I'm not gonna talk to you. I have to have a plan because if I don't have a plan, I feel weird and like I'm not gonna say the right thing. So I have to have a plan. Everybody should have a plan. That's how motherfuckers walk up to you and say some old creepy shit like, "Hey, we both got eyes." Uh. <laughs> be like, okay. Is this Jeepers Creepers? Is this nigga finna take my eyeballs? What's... Let me get away from this motherfucker. Be a like little you... bit more specific than we both got eyes. You gotta like, have a plan. It, it need to be interesting. Something interesting. But yeah, that's I, I, just how I've always been. Like, I want to say all me and uh, Shamela, you know Shamela. How do we become friends? We became friends through somebody that we neither one of us are friends with now. <laughs> She always joking says she stole me from the other girl because I was friends with the other girl. And somehow we became friends. How did you lose that girl. friendship? How did we get out? Um, she pledged a sorority and we didn't. Oh. And, you know, you just get wrapped The only way I lost shit. friendships is, is that I let people borrow money. And then the second time they ask to borrow money, I don't let them borrow money. And then they don't talk to me no more. <laughs> That's rude as fuck. It is. It is. But that's the only way I feel I've, I've lost friends. Um, She the only one. Because like everybody else that I was friends with at AUM, I'm still in, in contact with probably. Yeah. 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 She pretty much the only one that I don't. And I mean, we Facebook friends. And I know she didn't got married and had a baby. Um, But yeah. What kind of baby? What do you mean? What kind of baby? A, a little baby, a baby, baby. Okay. What other kind of baby is it? <laughs> she had a baby with her husband. Who? Her husband. She got married. And Who? They had a baby. Courtney. Oh, okay. I thought you were still talking about Shamella. Girl. Girl. Sorry. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> no. Shamella's not married. Okay. Um, you can go to your next door. Wait, no, you can't. We've been talking. We were talking already. China. What were we talking about? COVID. We got way off. Yeah. How how the fuck do we... Oh, about being rich. And being in friendships. Okay, being in friendships and being rich. How how the Gail... <laughs> this is all crazy. How the fuck do we begin to where we get? Damn. I, what, what Oprah by Gail, that's how we got here. But go back to Gail. <laughs> You think too small, nigga. If you get rich, I need you to up your aspirations. I'm a plane thinking, trip um, to go and cook with folks I can't speak their language ain't what's up. <laughs> I'm poor. I can still think poor. I understand. I understand. You can buy me a plane. I could buy you a plane. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If we got over money, we are in there. If I get over money, we in there. I don't care how many motherfuckers say you wasting your money. You need to invest. Bitch, I got Oprah money. I got plenty to invest. I'm having fun right now. Shut up. Oh, God. So, anyway, Gail. Gail is friends with Oprah, she and she be doing these interviews, right? Yeah. And you no, know, the last notable interview she did was with R. Kelly. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he was talking about hog time people. And he was getting all emotional and she was just <laughs> looking at him. Yeah, it was you like You don't wanna know the truth. It was like strategic emotions. It wasn't like real emotion. <laughs> It was like somebody in the background said, R. Kelly, you got to cry at some point I'm in here. fighting for my life. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Okay. No, you ain't fighting for your life. <laughs> but that was the last notable interview that she did where people was like, Gail King came out in this bitch. Because they had that picture where R. Kelly was, you know, like up in her face with his finger and point. She and like she was just sitting there and they was like, strength of a black woman type <laughs> shit. And so she ain't flinched. She was just like, "Bitch, I know you ain't gonna you sit down." <laughs> so something different happened this week. Two weeks ago, on Sunday, Kobe Bryant died, and in a uh, airplane crash. And everybody coming out here talking about Kobe. We talked about it last week. Well, Gail King did an interview with Lisa Leslie, yes. which was one of Kobe's real life, really good friends, and. The clip that we saw was her asking a question. The question was, do you think that the allegations that Kobe had complicates his legacy? And and she pretty much shut it down. She said, Nope, not for me. Don't shut it, don't, don't change it at all. That's not the person I knew. That's not the person that, you know, I know I don't think that he's capable of doing that. And she said something along the lines of, you know, he's not a dude that, you know, you be in the club with and he'd be like, hey, hey, go get that girl for me. Go get that girl yeah, for me. Because she said he had people. Yeah. And she know people who do that. Like mm. she got NBA friends that does that. But Kobe was never that kind of over assertive person that would go to do that. And that's what she pretty much said. And Gail King said, um, but if he was that kind of guy, you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know that if he was that kind of guy. And I think that's where the problems came in with this dialogue. Now, this this clip came out. It's in the midst of a whole interview, but this particular clip came out. And the first response I saw was Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. And Snoop Dogg came out roasting Gail like, how dare you do this? How dare you do this to black men? Um, and then he said, can I call her one? And then he said, you funky dog haired bitch. And, you know, cussed it, out, cussed it a little bit more, berated her a little bit more. And then he threatened her. And I'm like, okay. And so now Gail been receiving death threats and such. Yes. Oprah says she's not doing well. Yeah. I mean, because I don't know, man. I, I When I first heard this, and I first saw the, you know, reports and the stories and I saw the interview clip and I saw Snoop Dogg's response. I was like, why would Gail, like, why would she do that? Like, I'm not, I don't like that she did that and whatnot. But as I've been thinking about it, as I've been reading posts, I've come to be a little bit more objective about it. And I don't think it's an unfair question, to be honest. I think the follow up was unfair. Yes. I don't think the question is the unfair. original question was not fair. The follow up question because it's like if 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 everybody knows that that's like wait the follow the original question was fair. The follow up was unfair. Yes. Yeah. The the question saying what well, would you have known that if he was that kind of person? I feel like what the closeness that her and Oprah have that's like somebody asking you about asking her that about Oprah. You know what I'm saying? We we know Lisa Leslie and Kobe have had a very strong relationship. So. 
the insinuation that well, you just didn't know him is problematic to me. So I'm going to talk about a little bit why I think the first question is fair, because a lot of the rhetoric targeted around this is um, is about whether or not Kobe Bryant is or is not a rapist. Okay. Uh, every time you have this conversation, there's a group of people that say um, he didn't rape the girl. Uh, she lied. Uh, she had three different semens on her. Uh, she didn't testify. So he's not a rapist. And then you got the other side that says that, you know, he is a rapist. Um, she didn't testify because she was afraid. Um, she was paid off. And there's a group that people that say that he's just a rapist. This is a very, very nuanced conversation, you know, and 2003 was a different time than now. And Kobe, which I, all I can give him is credit to his character, came out after reading the testimony, after communicating with her attorney, and, and issued an apology. That apology said something along the lines of, after reading all of this stuff and overlooking it, I see that this woman's account of the events were vastly different than mine. And if she say what happens to her happens, then I believed that's what happened. And I think when we use the word rape, it's so uh, it's so harsh. Um, but even if we don't call it rape, Kobe has acknowledged that what he did may have been sexual assault. He said that. Kobe said that she could have perceived this as sexual assault. Now, he never said, I sexual assaulted that woman. You know, but this is when, this is what happens when we got a society that can't have the conversation about it. Because it's a whole bunch of men that have raped and sexually assaulted women that don't know that they did that that the women know that that's what happened to them and they'll never bring that up. We got a whole society of people that's like that. But even if somebody, everybody, any a man who has raped a woman because he's raped a woman don't make him the fucking boogeyman. You know, in our society, maybe that makes him a man that needs to be educated and enlightened. And maybe he needs some consequences if he do that and he didn't know it. But every rapist ain't like the boogeyman. Every person that sexual assaults you, you know, then do it with the intention of like fucking your life up. And that's not the cake for anybody who does that. But we, y'all got to understand that we are in a society that is just now trying to work that shit out. Me too is trying to work that shit out. Me too is trying to figure out where the boundaries are when it comes to what's appropriate for a man and inappropriate for a woman. We come from a society where women used to be property. We come from a society where a man would dare you not to lay down when I want you to lay down. And if you don't do it, then the whole society, everybody will be okay with you having a black eye because you didn't do what your man said do. We come from a society where, let's fast forward past that, where no, it's supposed to, you know, subvertly mean yes. When a woman say no, she really mean yes. And a lot of women have co-opted that. And a lot of men have taken that. So right now is the moment where we're working that shit out. And when our society can't have a realistic conversation about what it means for a man like Kobe to have come out himself and said that maybe 
she did perceive what I did as sexual assault. And to take that and say, what do we do with that? What do we do with somebody that has a, a strong legacy of doing positive things in the community, especially after this moment, who has gone to empower women, women in so many different ways through the WNBA or through his daughters, who has gone on and grown from this thing? What is there left to say about that moment? You know, I don't I, and we can't have a conversation. And that's making it really complicated because men get all up in arms and then women get all up in arms because men are attacking women right now. And I want to bring up another point. As men, we either support, love, and value black women or we fucking don't. You can't at some point be like, fuck this particular black woman right here, right now but I love black women. No. And the way that Snoop Dogg and 50 Cent and everybody came out at Gale, that do not represent any part of an umbrella of I support and I love black women. Because at some point, all of these same people come out and say, we need to support and love black women. That's not what you believe if you can come for Gale like all these motherfuckers came for Gale. And I ain't, you know, I don't even know if they really have been on that support black women shit. 50 Cent and Snoop Dogg don't seem like the type that would have been on that. But I think that it's a fair question to ask. I think that Gail asked a really good journalistic question and then she turned into Whitney Williams for a second. <laughs> That's what I think. And I think that was a mistake as a journalist. So are you been talking, I was scrolling on, Wikipedia, on his Wikipedia to see if uh, the sexual assault case was included and it is it is a part of of the history of him like i don't think that him dying or i'm not gonna say that's his whole legacy i do think that that's a part of what i mean that what people are going to remember about him that's just what it is like that case was huge at the time and the people that were alive and were fans and were you know cognizant of what was going on at the time we still remember that shit like so i don't that's why i don't think the first question was an unfair question and let me add this if we can debate now we can debate as to whether these conversations are appropriate to be having while his family is mourning and while a whole society that value him is mourning we can have a conversation about that but really i think that this would be the response whether she did this now or a year from now I think this would be the response regardless. But I think that if you're interviewing Kobe's friend, I think that it is important to understand how you were a friend to that person during that time too. Because as his friend, that was a part of, uh, of his life where he probably needed support. And if she's interviewing a friend that was as close to him as Lisa Leslie was, then I'm sure she can recall that moment. And I, I think that makes it a valid question to his friend. I just, the timing is just wrong for a lot of this shit that's going on, man. To be honest, the timing is wrong. That's the problem, you know? And whether y'all like it or not, something happened between Kobe and that girl. And he said that he's willing to believe that, her account of it is accurate and i can give you the 
exact quote, actually, because that's part of the that part of his Wikipedia. Although I truly believe this encounter between us was consensual, I recognize now that she did not and does not view this incident the same way I did. After months of review and discovery, listening to her attorney and even her testimony in person, I now understand that she feels that she did not consent to this encounter. And I'm pretty sure that means that there's something in there that Kobe remembers that might have triggered him thinking, damn, I did do that. Like, let's say, let's say that that yes means no, that no means yes thing was going on with him let's say that she was you know kind of maybe open to sex and or maybe not or maybe was into it but then got out of it and she was like nah and him being like come on though yeah let's do come on you know i know you're just playing hard to get if she were to get out there and start saying well you know i was uncomfortable and i said no a couple of times but he kept saying you know let's do it anyway and i kind of fell to the pressure I can understand somebody thinking back to that moment and being like, damn, well, I never perceived that as sexual assault. I perceived that as consensual sex because that's what society been telling us the fuck, what the fuck to do. Mm -hmm. That don't give you a pass if you do something like that. But like me too. And what's going on right now in our society is just working out those kinks. And it's just, it's going to be hard to work out these kinks because it's a hard conversation to have because we got to talk about woman trauma and we got to talk about man accountability. And men are like in denial, projecting all kind of different shit when it comes to this conversation. And women are having to be in fucking defense mode. They having to be in defense mode to try to, you know, keep some of their decency from men is men's aggression. And so I I don't like the second part of the question that Gail asked. I think the first part of the question is very fair. I think the timing for this conversation is absolutely wrong. I think I don't I, I just I don't want I hate that her his friends and people who supported him are being drugged into this dialogue while they still mourning for somebody that they lost. It's just not the right time. Yeah. But we got to have these conversations. And I feel like if we if we say that a person can do something bad and we can hide it from the world forever is if if, if Snoop Dogg and 50 Cent then would be better off if nobody ever said anything about Kobe's transgressions ever again in his life even though it was a part of his life, it's just the same shit we doing in a black community when an uncle do something and we just pretend like that shit didn't happen. And we just let the ball roll as they are. You know what I'm saying? I, I just feel like we need to cultivate these kind of conversations and we need to be able to call people out. But I think there's an appropriate way and an appropriate time to do that shit. You know, so that's all I got for that. I'm going to read this. Um... <laughs> This is written by a man who has been married for 13 years, and this is his take on marriage. And I'll, the, I'll, let me read it first, and then I'll get into what I have to say about it. So, um, and I want your opinion. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is what is the brutal, the brutal truth about life after marriage. Sex can become monotonous, masturbation can become preferable at times, and cheating makes you feel horrible. Children can be really annoying sometimes, especially while babies, and you will sometimes secretly regret ever having them or having as many, and you feel guilty for having these thoughts. You and your spouse will argue over absolutely pointless and meaningless things, and the sight of each other will start annoying you due to built-up resentment that neither talks about. You will not want to kiss your spouse passionately after a certain point, it becomes kind of like kissing a sibling. 
You still have sex. You just stop kissing, except for the hello and goodbye peck thing. But you become attached to your spouse and, of course, to your children. There are, the, are good moments also, so you don't want to leave. So you tend to be in a perpetual state of unhappiness mixed with, feel, with what feels like odd contentment. But it's really just a fear of change or what your kids or parents or in-laws or whoever will think of you divorced. Plus, nobody likes to admit failure. And most of this stuff you'll just hold inside and never tell a soul while you smile for family photos and everyone thinks you're so happy. That is the saddest most <laughs> the fact that he believes that that's what marriage is like for everybody that's been married for as long as he's been married is sad i think that that's indicative of the kind of marriage that he has i don't think that that's how everybody's marriage is i just don't believe that because why the fuck would people still be doing it what you mean why would they still be doing it i think that there are people who do get married and just stay married because they don't want to have to get a divorce. But I think that there are people who get married and actually like the motherfucker that they're married to and that they continue to like them for the entire time that they're married. Will you always like your spouse? No, absolutely not. They're going to get in your fucking nerves, I'm sure. But, like, his description was all negative. Like, <laughs> he don't like the kids. <laughs> he don't like his wife. <laughs> he don't like nothing. Like... I don't think that that's everybody's experience. And I'm not married. Um, so that's coming from the point of view of, of looking at marriages from the outside looking in. But I just don't believe everybody's marriage is like that. That, that. That's what everybody feels after a certain point. I mean, I don't think the light shines as bright on it as it did at the beginning. Of course not. You know? Um, and I do think that there's a lot of complexities to it, but like he have extreme versions of it. He's like kiss it's like kissing your sibling at a certain like, point. What? You done kissed your goddamn sibling? <laughs> I don't know how that feel. <laughs> I know that's that's we well, no, my mama used to make me and my brother kiss and make up. Like literally kiss yes. and make up? That's and that shit was like I hated that shit, boy. <laughs> If ain't nothing ever made me want to put a two by four in that nigga face, it was when mama made us do that shit, boy. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> and and hug. And I think they knew I hated it so much. And he'll just be like that with his arms wide open, smiling, and I'll be like, I'll kill this nigga. <laughs> That's how bad my shit was on my end. I was fucked up about it. I think I've hugged all of my brothers at some point, but we, we ain't no hugging family. We don't do that. So like, I mean, I've I've seen them and we've not hugged at all. You know how people hug when you when you, when they come in and they hug before you leave. We've not done that shit. Like, we ain't no hugging family. We're not we're not huggers. Yeah, <laughs> we're not um, huggers. But I, I I do feel like you know, I know that there's values to kids, but like it gotta be moments where you be like, remember before we had kids? I'm sure. But you know, it ain't like it ain't like you want to be like. Damn, I hope these little niggas run away. <laughs> get hit by a bus. Or get terminal illness. <laughs> I clearly it ain't that kind of shit, but I know it's like you imagine what it would be like without kids at some point. I I'm imagine. sure the motherfuckers are bad and they break your stuff 
and they get into things and they they make more work for you because you didn't got went up to the school and act like you ain't got no goddamn sister now i gotta be late for work because i gotta go up here to this school like i'm sure you have moments where you like damn it was so nice before we had these motherfuckers like i'm sure that happened but his description he's just he sounds like somebody that's very unhappy with his life very unhappy with his life and just staying there just because he don't want nobody to judge him for leaving. But my nigga, if you that unhappy, like just go on then, my G Lee. Just leave. Jesus. I like that the idea of my husband feeling that way and staying with me, I wouldn't want that. I don't want you if you that um, you that miserable being here with me and these goddamn kids, like I don't want you to stay out of a sense of responsibility. I want you to be here because you want to fucking be here. Don't be here because you feel like you got to be. God damn. Like, this how you feel? <laughs> this is how you feel about me and these children. Okay. Like, maybe this ain't for you. I could, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want you to be with me if you don't want to be with me. Like, we can co-parent. We can figure this shit out. If you that goddamn unhappy... It's like kissing your sibling. I'm your sister now. Like, bruh. Like, maybe this ain't for you no more. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be with nobody that, that feels that way. Like, I don't want, and I don't want to stay with nobody and I feel that way. So I, I thoroughly hope that that's just his experience and that it's not the experience of long-term marriages. Like, of course I'm not going to like you all the time. You're not going to like me all the time. I'm annoying. Okay? I realize that and I, I jump to conclusions and I have an attitude, okay? I realize that. But, like, if you ain't, at the end of the day, more happy than not with me, maybe we don't need to be together. Like, I don't want you to just be here because you feel like you got to be here. Don't be here out of obligation, nigga. Your obligation is to these children. You can do that without being with me if you feel that way. I just, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want nobody to stay with me just to stay with me. That just sounds terrible. I want you to be here because you want to be here. More than you want to be away. We co-parent. Your your obligation is to your children. That ain't to me. If you that goddamn unhappy with me. I guess that's why like I've traditionally like not valued marriage in that regard. Like I don't say I have I mean, I don't value marriage now. So maybe I have never valued marriage. I just if you choose a person to be with forever, if they don't want to get married, why would that be a person reason that you no longer want to be with them forever? It's like the only way, the only way I will be with you forever is if you promise through this ceremony <laughs> that you will be with me forever. But out, but otherwise I'll be with you forever. Like if somebody say, "Will you marry me?" which means I want you to be with me forever. They good. But what if a person don't say, will you marry me? What if they just say, I want to be with you forever? The only way you validate it is if they put a ring on your finger. No, I don't give a shit about no weddings and shit. So I ain't that what I'm like, if, if, <laughs> if, they, if you're going to be there for them for the long ride, then just do it. You know, don't say the only stipulation is you got to put a ring on it. And then, and because that, that's confusing to me. That's confusing to me. But you know, so and it's a level of security and putting a ring on us because legally it's harder for you to walk away from that shit. If we just say we gonna be together forever, <laughs> it's a lot easier for you to leave me. There's no legal ties. You just get up one day and be like, "All right, I'm done with this." Godspeed and good life. So maybe it's the security and knowing that 
if you were to leave, it'd be more difficult. Like, you're going to have to really want to leave. I don't know. I don't know. That shit's crazy. But I don't I, want nobody to be with me like that either, man. Yeah, I, I don't want you. Like, if you don't want to be here, I don't. I just don't. Just to have somebody or just for us to be there or just so that people won't say that. Because if you that unhappy I don't, and I care about you, I don't even want you to be that fucking unhappy. Like you that goddamn unhappy here, go. Go. Make sure you help me take care of these fucking kids we both created, but go. Go do whatever it is that you feel like is going to make you happy that we keeping you from. Like, I wouldn't want nobody to be with me out of obligation. That just is the saddest shit ever. Like, I would much rather be by myself than to have somebody that's around because they feel a responsibility to be. Like, nigga, no. You need to be here because you want to be. Or we can co-parent shit. Yeah. So, what else you got? I don't got nothing else, man. Um, we don't got that much time, though. Erica Badu is going to release a perfume that smells like her vagina. I bet that's going to smell like vagina. Why would you? Why not? She finna get rich off of that shit. All these hotel niggas. It's a perfume, though. It's not a cologne. Well... And so women would have to be the ones to buy it. And I don't know a woman that wants to smell like another woman's vagina. Well, maybe down low dudes going to spread on another dude meat. <laughs> <laughs> they just going to spread on the other dude meat. And just, <laughs> it just be another reason. I say, I ain't gay. It was that Erica so Badu. man meat ain't gay. <laughs> it smelled like Erica Badu's vagina. It's not gay. I got a wife. <laughs> oh. Two things about Valentine's Day. Red Lobster is selling heart-shaped boxes with the Cheddar Bay biscuits. And Burger King is giving out free Whoppers if you bring a picture of your ex. <laughs> what? What the hell? I don't know. Burger King trying to get niggas fucked up out here. That <laughs> shit finna go viral in the wrong way, boy. Burger King has partnered with Warner Brothers Pictures in honor of its new Harley Quinn film. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, which hits theaters on February the 7th. In true Harley Quinn fashion, Burger King is celebrating anti-Valentine's Day at select locations with Birds of Prey themed breakup boxes. The black and pink boxes that feature hearts a crown and who needs the joker when you can have a king all you have to do is bring in a printed photo of your ex to burger king to get it to those select burger kings that are part, taking part of this man y'all don't bring no real <laughs> picture of your ex just bring a picture of somebody you found on google they don't know they don't know i don't at know all. they're gonna know that they it's not actually... just bring a random picture don't be petty man don't get a picture <laughs> of your ex bringing that shit around they trying to get y'all caught up with y'all current relationship. <laughs> Why you got a picture this bitch in your phone? <laughs> oh, hell no. How would it sound like for you to say, I'm taking it to Burger King to get a free Whopper? <laughs> you gonna get broke up with on site, man. That shit don't sound believable. Like, no point of making your girl mad like this. Print out a random picture. of it. Print, print out a picture of your current girl. And take it to Burger King. <laughs> just don't have her with you when you do that, okay? Burger King will never know. They're just, not gonna know. Just print something out and bring it with you. It's a weird way to promote a movie, but that's what they're really doing. Weird. Um, and then G Easy and Meg The Stallion apparently are a thing. Uh, Meg The Stallion said they are not. Okay. 
Yeah, she can't. She tweeted out that they are not a thing. Okay. Even though they was in a video laying down together, him kissing all on her face. And they've been in. Is another video of them dancing together. Like there's videos of them together. Like they together. I read that man. Uh, my only thing is every time, every time there is a black woman and a white man, black men are like, but if it was a black man with a white woman, y'all be mad as hell. Like I get so tired of hearing that shit. Like. Just let her be whatever. Y'all still, look, I don't think that black women have a problem with black men dating white women. I think it's those men that only date white women that we have a problem. I can only speak for myself. That's the only time I care. If you happen to fall in love with somebody that's white, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care. That doesn't matter. But if you're one of these people that are like, these black women, you, they, that ain't where it's at. Let me go get me a white queen. Like, that bothers me. <laughs> Look, and man. I say that as somebody who has a brother that believes that way, okay? And me and this nigga go back and forth about this goddamn shit all the time. I don't hey. have nothing against any race dating any race. I don't have the only problem I have with G Easy is he looked like a fucking outsider. <laughs> this nigga looked like Pony Boy from the goddamn Outsiders. <laughs> I don't like that. That's what I don't like. Look, it's like I don't know. He, he looked like an Italian, Italian. Um, mobster but i feel like you would be more mad if he was trying to be like hip-hop and like what he thought a rapper looked like i like that he just looked like a a greasehead ass mobster like because instead of him trying to be uh be what he what people deem hip-hop to be like i like that he didn't do that i mean that ain't about him in general that's just about him day megan the stallion oh, well yeah she dang a fucking a fucking nigga from greece <laughs> That don't I don't like that. Oh, he does you look like the saying? main character for Greece. He wear the leather jackets and everything. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. He looked like I somebody. Do. He looked. He looked like the kind of person that will fuck with a black girl in the nighttime, but not in the daytime. <laughs> that kind of Italian, you know, would be like, "Get out of here!" For my parents see us together. <laughs> Fucking Mooley. Oh wow, Mooley. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> And she'll just run along, skeeter on in the night, and meet back up with him later. I feel like Meg the Stallion would fuck him up by some shit like that, though. She just seemed like she had a lot I don't of. I no, man. She seemed like she softer than toilet paper. She seemed know. like she got a hard shell on the outside, but then she's like fucking butter soft on the inside. That's what it seemed like. Maybe. I you see know. her interacting with her puppies and shit. I love her fucking dog, though. He's so funny. She got two of them. I've only. She seen got the little. I don't know the name of that little gray dog with the big ears. That's the one I've then seen. Then she got a with. pit bull that apparently her, I guess, baby daddy. Nah, she don't got no kids. Mm -mm. She says somebody who keep him. She's called him his daddy. Oh, okay. So I don't know. It might just be a friend or whatever, but she got a pit I bull, I only too. ever see the, big, the Frenchie. It's a Frenchie. Yeah, she can't carry that fucking pit bull with her everywhere. That Frenchie is hilarious because... <laughs> Tony Baker did a video of her dog because it's a video yeah, of her. You saw, saw it where uh -huh. he, she was like, you want to come up here? He was trying to jump up on the bed. <laughs> and, he, and he was shaking his head. No, like, no, I can't get up there. Never mind. She got a good looking Frenchie. He's so, Snoop Dogg he, got a Frenchie too. He so looked cute. like his IQ real low though. I can't stand <laughs> Snoop Dogg Frenchie looked like he can't understand basic commands. Like, <laughs> you know. I haven't seen his Frenchie. Her Frenchie's cute. Her Frenchie is very cute. He's so funny. He peed on her dress when she was on the way to an award show. 
He got on the tail of her dress and lifted his leg. <laughs> oh, her Frenchie's funny. I like him. That's all I had, though. Jeezy and her, and I don't know. We'll see, but niggas is mad. Um, It ain't even a Frenchie. It's a French bulldog. Isn't that what a Frenchie is? I don't know. They call French bulldogs Frenchies. <laughs> Why don't they just call the motherfucker a French bulldog or a French og? Frenchie is shorter than saying French bulldog. But it's a whole bunch of dogs with French in front of their names. That... What are the dogs? Of... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> French bulldog is the, I don't know if it is. No, no other dog. I thought it was I other dog. I don't think so. <laughs> I just thought it was other dogs with French in front of names. French dog names. French bulldogs are the only ones. And they're called Frenchies. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. They're called Frenchies. Google be so. Sometimes Google smart most of the time, but most of the time it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that I'm the dumb one because I, I want specific enough. <laughs> French dog breeds. French bulldog. I guess that is it. <laughs> no French spaniel. There's a French spaniel? Yes. Uh, then, okay. A French white and black hound. How, how uh, pre- prevalent are these dogs? I've never heard of either one of those. I don't know how prevalent a French bulldog is. French bull, bulldog. They have whole little Frenchy um days. That's because they cute. Yeah. But I'm saying that's why they're prevalent. That's why there's a lot of them. I don't think it's <laughs> I don't a lot. Know what I a think French Spaniel motherfuckers like. get them dogs more than other dogs because they cute. I don't know yeah, if they but just. That's why I'm saying how prevalent are these other dogs. I don't know what a French. What you say? French black and white? French black and white hound. I don't even know what that looks like. <laughs> I've never heard of those. French bulldogs are the only ones that are called Frenchies. I, I don't know about those other two dogs. I don't even know what they look like. Snoop Dogg's pet dog is named Jules. What is Meg's dog? I don't even know his name. I just know he's funny. I can't remember. He's so funny. He's a cutie. Um, I was gonna I was gonna say a couple of things. I was gonna mention that Lil Wayne. Um. Was on the first episode of The Mad Singer. Yeah, I saw that. And he sound like his fucking self. I don't know how them judges didn't know. They it didn't was know Lil who Wayne. he was because they was all like, "What? No." They didn't listen to as many dedications as I did. That's why I guess <laughs> they had other shit going on. So, yeah. Um, but that's that's it. All right. You got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.